All right. We're Here live. We Here we go. Um, first off, Generalist fans, uh, this is the first episode we've done in 2018, um, which is part uh, procrastination, part laziness, and uh, part um, life. A lot of craziness happened around the holidays. Um, my co-host, James, who's actually uh, not here today, has been crazy busy. I've been crazy busy. He's actually sick today, so it'll just be me and our guest tonight. Um, but welcome to our episode and to the year 2018. We're still here. Um, nothing crazy happened. Um, but here actually is, is, this is an interesting podcast for me specifically because I have been thinking about this long before I started talking to, to you, Ray, about, about this. But um, I was introduced to cryptocurrency about two, two and a half years ago by a friend, and I thought they were crazy. Um, <laughs> We're and all it crazy, was just all of us. It, a lot of people thought it was crazy, and they were telling me about Bitcoin. They were saying, "Okay, there's this there's this technology that's driving this um, digital currency system, and people are investing money in it." And I said, "That wow, that sounds like an idealist dream, not worth putting any money into." Well, here we are, 2018, and I think at the first this month, what was Bitcoin up to? Like 20, 20 plus grand, just shy of nineteen thousand on most exchanges, or twenty thousand. I'm sorry, it was nineteen around the nineteen thousand mark. Yeah, so it was. I mean, it blew up at the at the end of last year. So it's my pleasure to have um, a new friend of mine, Ray Wilson, hello, um, hello. who um, is going to be on tonight. Who's a cryptocurrency investor and who's been around the system for a long time, a lot longer than uh, than than I, I, I have been only like, I've only been in this for about a few months and super interested in it, but, um, I'm super excited to chat with, with you, not only just about currency, but also kind of where, um, how this has kind of created a new, um, I, you said earlier before we started recording like a new ecosystem and it's how really pushing the world in a direction that's, um, becoming truer and truer every single day as cryptocurrency continues to grow and accrue more value. For sure. And thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, pretty well versed in this space and I've been around since before 2014, Bitcoin took a big rise to $1,200 at the time, I believe. And, um, I got really interested. I don't think I invested in it then. It was on the way back down, probably around $300 or so. I started really thinking to myself, this is going to go somewhere. And so I started buying in then. Um, I was working for Apple. Um, and um, Were you like a, a, doing the Genius Bar? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I've got a few friends. Maybe they'll listen to this later. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, that's when I started really researching and, um, you know, I, I saw it at a level where I didn't think it was going to go below. And I thought, you know, I better, you know, this could be a life savings even for yeah. me. And, um, so I started, you know, kind of building a little bit of, of a position. And since then, um, the space is kind of innovated. There's new projects, there's all kinds of ventures to create like, um, you know, innovation, you know, and, um, that's something that's, I think fascinated me the most when I first got into it, 
my, my, a friend of mine recommended, um, investing through Coinbase Mm -hmm. and Coinbase, you know, I'll tell you Coinbase is a good place to start. It it was, Uh, it's super user-friendly at least, um, when, when I uh, jumped in, but I immediately was surprised by, wait a second, I've only heard of Bitcoin, but now there's Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, and Litecoin, which Litecoin. are the three thing, the three currencies that Coinbase trades in. Well, four. Or four, or four, <laughs> yeah. The four ones that they trade in, but I hadn't heard of those three. I was like, wait a second, what the heck is going on here? Then another friend recommended Binance, which is another a trading exchange. And then all of a sudden my eyes opened because mm-hmm. even Binance is just like a little bigger picture of what is out there. Well, yeah, and Bo- and Binance. Yeah. <laughs> Eat my words here. Binance. Um, and, you know, several of these others, you have Binance, Bittrex, Poloniex. They're all inside of the crypto space, right? Yeah. So Coinbase deals directly in fiat. Yeah, with they, cash. They allow you to uh, buy directly with your U.S. dollars, your bank account. Um, but inside of crypto as a whole, there are other exchanges and there's, um, without leading people too far into questions here, there's most, most of these exchanges denominate in what's called us dollar tether. Yeah. It's a crypto asset that has a pegged value to the us dollar. And, um, there is a, a march toward other stable coins right now. So there's going to be more than, than just that. So we've got um, really a developing uh, kind of alternative system to, to what you're used to with, um, well, even other currencies. Forex is completely different market compared to this. Yeah. Um, so that's... Uh, kind of the state of things. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's an interesting state because I think if I had, um, given my thoughts on the possibility of things existing the way that they do now, a couple years ago, I would have thought that was fantasy mm-hmm. and not possible. But it seems like every day now that I've delved into this world, there's a new technology being put into the system with new, uh, new coins, uh, new tokens, new, um, there, there's just this constant flow of newness and there seems to be a market that's right for, for that newness, for those new products, for those, um, new ideas and not just a market for it, but a, a financial market for it. So was Bitcoin the first, um, I, cause you, you actually were mining, for, yeah, which so tell people I, a little bit about that because I'm, a lot of people, and now I'm going to direct some of my questions based off of a conversation I had with my mother-in-law who, she, you know, I was started talking to her about cryptocurrency and my mother-in-law was like, well, what is this? You know, that was her first question. And I kind of answered that question. The second two questions she asked me was, um, how does it have value? And then I mentioned mining mm-hmm. and she was like, what in the world is mining? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. What is mining? What is, I mean, it's, and imagine me sitting, this was after um, my wife's birthday launch. Imagine me sitting there with my mother-in-law talking about mining for cryptocurrencies and me only sharing like, I, I'm basically like, was like three days ahead of her in knowledge. <laughs> you know, I just kind of wrapped my head around mining like three wow. days before. So I'm trying to synthesize in an explanation uh, my thoughts on mining and blockchain 
and all of these things that uh, factor into the value of cryptocurrency. But I'd love to hear from you. Sure. Um, yeah. Let me let me try to like do an explanation. Yes. Of Please do. Where where Bitcoin kind of derives its value and through the lens of mining. Um, and, and also maybe we could um, not to cut you off. But there's a lot of people that I know that will be listening to this that have no idea about cryptocurrency, period, other than the name Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Do you, how, did, how did the idea of cryptocurrency even come into existence? <laughs> I know that's a huge conversation because I've read... Who is Satoshi Nakamoto? Yes, the, because <laughs> Satoshi, uh, what is it, what's his last name again? Satoshi Nakamoto. Nakamoto, pseudonym, which could be... An, the famous pseudonym. An of the entity paper. of 50 people could be one person. Right. Or aliens from outer space. Or aliens from outer space. That's probably the most realistic <laughs> option. Um, but how did, how did this even system come about? Sure. Um, I, I like to think that the, the idea of Bitcoin preceded Bitcoin itself. Yeah. So... Um, I, I believe that people had their minds on this project. Um, the, the problem that Bitcoin solves is uh, the double spend problem, right? So explain that. It's possible to store an electronic asset uh, in a scarce manner yeah. without uh, being able to copy or reproduce that. Yeah. So you have technology like BitTorrent, yeah, which, um, you know, you can share files. You yeah. are copying data. Yeah, um, it is possible to pirate, which but seems you like don't want someone to pirate your your currency, life savings, your life you know? <laughs> savings, exactly. Which seems to be for a lot of people the first step into explaining digital currency. Their first thought, because that's mainly their experience, right? Because pirating. Um, I mean, every time we watch a movie, there's an FBI warning on it, right? Yeah. So we know that assets can, that can be digitalized can be copied. So the idea that there can be something that can't is a strange concept in and of itself. Exactly. Um, so the way that it solves this is you've got a, I like to think of it as, well, you have a ledger, right? Yep. Um, and which maybe explain what a ledger, a ledger is. it's a record of all of the inputs and outputs for the transactions yeah. themselves right so it's like we're, a basic tra- we're, a basic- we're keeping track of that yep and it, bitcoin itself is uh not necessarily anonymous it's pseudonymous right so you've got addresses that um are wallets essentially yeah. you've got your um your private, your public address for your wallet. And then you have what's called a private key, which allows you to spend. And so the, it's a push system rather than a pull system, which you have in your, you know, your credit card, right? So with my credit card, I go to the store, I've, I've got a number. That's why credit cards get hacked. Yes. Because all you need is the number and maybe like a pin to validate it. So that, that's kind of an interesting, you know, idea behind money, you know, we're not doing this whole debt thing anymore. It's real tangible. Well, intangible and intangible, <laughs> a tangible, it, intangible. It, it, but, but the, it, there is a record of, of what you own. So that can't be fabricated. Right. Exactly. 
Because and, there have been, wasn't there an instance of somebody who fabricated um, that they had X amount of Bitcoins? I, I think I read, I read about this early on in the days of Bitcoin or somebody had done a transaction. They said may, they received. Maybe there, there were, there, there was some speculation about like, can this double spend thing um, be, you know, lied about um, when you broadcast a transaction, it's, it's transaction replay yeah. is, is um, really the term that they used. And, and that's come into play now that we have forks. Um, and I won't, I don't want to get into forks yet because there's yeah, a lot we're, of newbies we're, here. We're, we're, we're going, we're, we're we want to, we're, we're staying ground level for those that are mm -hmm. just hopping in. So um, maybe we can ex talk a little bit about blockchain technology because blockchain is really what makes this possible. Right. Um, which to my knowledge too, blockchain had actually been around a lot longer than Bitcoin, but it's utility hadn't really been realized yet. Mm -hmm. At least I think from what I had read, which was on the internet, which, you know, everybody can read and, uh, edit and do whatever. So maybe it's not even fact was blockchain, um, was originally some of the concepts for use were, um, based around, um, like documents being, um, basically it being ensured that documents were real or that certain financial uh, documents passed between people um, weren't being fabricated, that there was a record um, of them. That's at least some, some that I've read about blockchain's use before, um, before this, but um, this whole yeah, entire well, system. If, if you're talking about documents, that introduces the concept of having like a notary. Yeah, exactly. You, you, a blockchain can replace a notary. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, you know, blockchain is essentially it, it. It's really what the word says. It's a chain of blocks. Of blocks. Um, but the blocks are, um, well, in the case of Bitcoin, they're groups of transactions that have been broadcasted and then validated by the network. So you've got, and, and that's where mining comes in, right? So you've got computers that are essentially racing to solve um, the hash of said transactions. So they're, they're computing, um, really the validity it's, it's hard to explain where the, the problem, um, that the miners are solving, like how that algorithm works. Um, because there's a lot of computer science involved, yeah. you know, this, this was, um, well, you know, it's probably a good thing to mention that it's open source too. You, the, yeah. the code is, is there for anybody to scrutinize. Um, but there, you know, it's, it's a system of, I'm at a loss for words here, <laughs> validating blocks. Um, that's redundant. So is it, well, but, can we cut? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, hold on, hold on. I, Cause I, I think you're, you're trying to break down a really complicated yeah, <laughs> concept. So it's not necessarily that I don't think you're making a mistake here, but maybe let me um, try to phrase it from, cause I'm, I'm, I think I'm the simpler mind in the room uh, when it comes to this. So, is a block one transaction? No, I, I could pull up a block explorer and, okay. and usually... Uh, so well, block could be many transactions mm -hmm. and... Um, every 10 minutes, Bitcoin adds a block. Okay, so every 10 minutes, Bitcoin adds a block of how many transactions are happening? Usually hundreds. Hundreds, okay. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin, so, Bitcoin is um, currently settling and there are other other coins that settle more but i, I want to say bitcoin's like eight to 12 transactions a second okay um 
And um, and this is exchanges, a Bitcoin exchanges in which um, it could either be somebody selling their Bitcoin back into exchange or transacting with a friend. Going to a different wallet. Going to a different wallet. So it can be all these different types of transactions. They don't necessarily mean purchases, um, but uh, just transactions in general. And what makes, um, at least this is my knowledge, so edit me as you see fit. As those... Um, as those blocks are being, or, or other transactions are being grouped, there are computers that are essentially validating that those are true transactions right. based on the knowledge that mm-hmm. that... And the, the order of which, right? Yes. So, so you've got 10-minute blocks. Yeah. Mo- the transactions are pretty real-time. Oh, so they're blocked by time. It, well, yeah, and there's a timestamp on pretty much everything, okay. but everything gets its order... Um, Say, say I'm a miner and I yeah. solve a block. Yeah. My block is the next canonical block on the blockchain. On the blockchain. So the order in which I group those transactions becomes canon. And the more blocks that exist in the chain, the harder it is to fabricate anything, correct? Like in right. the very mm-hmm. beginning, mm-hmm. in the very beginning, it would be easier to say fabricate everything um, is a merkle tree proof so the the security just keeps building as you have more height to your blockchain bitcoin proper has the longest height and um well ethereum it's been well it's been around the longest right i Mm -hmm. mean that's um that would make sense the way i explain it to my fun fact fun fact is um ethereum actually has the larger blockchain Oh, really? Than, than Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just had more transactions. Ethereum's number two in market cap, by the way. Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad I have <laughs> some, some Ethereum. Uh, you know, not a lot of people know. Interesting. What is Ethereum? Yeah. I I couldn't tell you what Ethereum is. So Ethereum is um, the, the first Turing complete um, idea of a blockchain, right? So it's adding if this, then that logic to a, um, well, basically to Bitcoin, right? So you, instead of just sending money, you can derive what's called smart contracts. So I could have an, an agreement, like a social contract with somebody, um, basically like I could have, um, you know, maybe in the future, like I want a drone to deliver coffee at my doorstep every morning. I have a contract to do that. And, and, I could have coffee every morning, you know, or someone brings it to me. So, um, that's, what's cool about Ethereum. And, and from there you have the basis for which to distribute a token or, or, you know, the SEC wants to say they're securities. That's why we've got ICOs now. This is, I'm maybe going into too much, too much depth trying to explain (laughs) this, but there's now people can essentially, um, crowdsource ideas to other people. And yeah. that's what we're seeing a lot of in, in the space that the, the Ethereum brought about. Um, so explain to me a little bit more about Ethereum. Um, so Ethereum is, um, is doing what again there? What's the technology that Ethereum is, is based so, upon? So you said smart e- contracts. Ethereum's goal is to be a world computer. Okay. It's basically the first, what we would call a world computer. And so you're basically saying it's Skynet. 
The, yeah, the it's, trans, it's, and, the, uh, and it's a little bit scary. It, it is <laughs> Skynet, and people don't realize that Skynet is... It's going to be running drones. <laughs> Probably. Machine-to-machine -machine payments. Uh, well, okay, a lot of people would argue that's IOTA. There's, there's a project called IOTA that's really supposed to be for, like, machine-to-machine. -machine. Yeah. They use what's called a Tangle, which is a little bit different technology. Um, so... Um, but, you know, Ethereum is, is doing it for, well, here's, here's a term I didn't bring up yet, but Ethereum brought about the idea of having a decentralized autonomous organization, a DAO. Okay. And, um, you essentially could form a company that governs itself. Interesting. Okay. Okay. That's a lot. That's an easier concept for me mm -hmm. to grasp. Um, you know, it's interesting. One of the um, mental pictures I had when I was learning about um, blockchain, this is actually the one I shared with my um, my mother-in-law, was uh, I was like, picture picture like five guys uh, chained together. It's like it's it's a lot more difficult now for those five five guys to move in a direction um, <laughs> than it was when it was just two of them, right? And I was like, now think of it being. You know, because her big question was, how is it, how is it safe? Um, we were talking about um, how, how your assets couldn't necessarily be copied or, uh, or stolen in the traditional sense. That, uh, you know, like you were saying about um, a credit card or whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and I said, now, now imagine a million people chained together. Now you have created a system, if we think of all of those people now being blocks of information, you've created a system that really stands on its own in a way that's quite unique from anything else that I have seen in tech world. Mm -hmm. um, it's fascinating. And the idea of mining too is fascinating too, because as, um, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but as you have more people mining and validating these blocks, um, the reward, because basically you're given a reward, right? That's what, that's, isn't that how it works? Yeah. Is, is um, the system g gives you up, you know, tiny percentage of Bitcoin for, each correct validation that you yeah that's excellent uh bitcoin is um like where does where does that mining reward come from right so yeah what's, yeah what's interesting is bitcoin believe it or not it's it's a deflationary currency right so yeah we can leave ethereum out of it i i think that bitcoin is um alone is sound money right yeah you've got a um mining reward that deflates over time. So right now, I think that the, the mining reward is 12.5 Bitcoin. Um, started out as 50 and then every four years essentially, or every, it's like 100,000 blocks, something like that. Um, it ends up being four years. The, the reward is cut in half. Oh, wow. And so every 10 minutes, every block reward pays out, you know, X amount of Bitcoin. And um, where does that come from? the original source code okay the, for the, and and and, some and there's people, no way to mani really manipulate that no if it did it would require a fork and okay. um the there's strong consensus around bitcoin as it is right now yeah and um most you know most miners and developers would not approve of such a fork anything that that really manipulates bitcoin's monetary policy um would would likely not be allowed now you you could you could fork bitcoin and and have a coin that does that and and 
well, we have one fork or we've yeah. got two forks, Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin Cold That's what right I say, now, yeah. fr from the Bitcoin blockchain. Neither of them really have changed that monetary policy. They all have, yeah. you know, a total supply of 21 million coins. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Bitcoin will... Um, is that what Bitcoin is at too? 21 million? Yeah, 21 million Bitcoin. Okay. Um, That's the max. Is the max. And it will take how many... It, this it's is what like twenty one eighty. I okay. think twenty one eighty is when all of them will essentially have been flushed out. Yeah, I think that so. haven't been lost. And then, then <laughs> the um, because there's some people that have lost their bitcoins, that have yeah. uh, oh, put them on. Put them on. I, I heard a story of a guy in New York that had um, taken his um, out of the exchange into a uh, like a hard uh, wallet and uh, tossed tossed the uh, the drive that he had used accidentally. Mm -hmm. um and everyone's only, heard that story. only thought yeah everybody's heard that story right only or the guy who paid um 10,000 bitcoins for pizza oh my gosh but may have had more i don't know it, oh man whoever that pizza guy was is rich he's rich very rich man um the, i guess the real world i have to break all of this down to to like real life concepts for me just to, to wrap my head around it but i thought of uh you know when the california gold rush happened you know, there was these people who would lay stakes on claims, um, these huge, you know, veins of gold, and were just um, getting tons and tons of gold out of these veins. But as uh, the laws changed, and as more people came and became a part of uh, mining in this one area, all of a sudden, the, the return became much more minimized, right? Because you had so many more people mm -hmm. that were now pooling assets. Yeah. And I kind of see... Huge demand. Uh, yeah, I kind of see a Bitcoin a, a little bit like that in that as more and more people are um, becoming parts of the system, um, I, I, I see it, um, obviously it's a little bit different concept, but I see kind of that same system at, of it acting almost like a real life commodity or resource in that the more demand there is for it and the more people that are involved and the more transactions that are being validated, the um, return for mining it is going down likewise you would see in, if, if you were mining for a real asset like we found gold out in Woodstock Georgia mm -hmm. and people from all around the country started coming to grab at it everybody's return would be far less because there would be a lot more demand right. for it yep yeah <laughs> I mean that's at least the, the mental picture I get when I think of mining um, now do all coins have a mining process many do Okay. There's there's proof are there of, some that there's are proof of work and then there's proof of stake. Okay. Bi Explain this. Bitcoin too. is proof of work. Okay. So the the mining um is it's everything is up for grabs, right? Okay. So if um any any miner can submit or solve a block. Yeah. Now obviously you've got big farms, you know, like huge complexes where people buy up SHA-256 hardware. They're called ASICs. So ASIC stands for, if you ever hear that term, it's Application Specific Integrated Circuit. Um, it's basically just very specified uh, computer chips for the SHA-256 algorithm. That's what yeah. Bitcoin uses. Um, there it's are, basically a giant math problem that it's solving. Mm -hmm. Yep. You're, you're solving for, oh, like a leading number of zeros. I, I don't even... It's ridiculous. It's some ridiculous number. Yeah. Well, yeah. For each block, it, it's 
difficult to explain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mine, the mining algorithm is not for the layman, Yeah, but the, the, it's still possible to understand the, you know, the fundamental concept of how it works. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we all have, we, each of us have iPhones. I don't need to know how Apple somehow crams everything <laughs> to that little device, but I know I can buy it and know I know how to use it. Yeah, Technology is a mystery to us. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, to, to, to the, the layman. Um, okay. So, so some, so you said proof of work versus proof of stake, right? Yeah. So staking is yeah, what's um, the proof of stake. Cause you so, got to explain proof and, of work. And, and now that we've already brought up Ethereum, it's probably a good idea to mention. So Ethereum currently is proof of work. They are, um, I say they, the developers want to transition Ethereum to a proof of stake model. Okay. Um, meaning that, um, owners of Ethereum can stake their, um, their holdings into like validating nodes, right? Okay. So they have more, uh, say over how blocks get added to the network. And Interesting. they also, Ethereum also has another scaling solution they're trying to implement called sharding, um, which is running like subsets of the virtual machine on like different instances that can be used. I, I don't know exactly what they're going to try to do, but like other like private um, instances of Ethereum. Yeah. So like, and, and I don't know how that relates to um, companies that are developing their own like private blockchains and whatnot. There are okay. a few. Um, oh, well, it's going to get complicated, real, real complicated real quick, but there's what's called the Ethereum virtual machine. And there are other, um, projects that have copied Ethereum's the code base. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, okay. So I guess if I'm understand, if I'm understanding you right, I'm saying this more for me for them than for the listeners. Proof of work has to do with validating these blocks. Correct. Yes. Okay. And then proof of stake means. I as it, proof a, of stake also validates blocks. Okay, so it's, it's it, so they're they're it's, both validating blocks. It's just not. Um, it's different, it, right? Because it's it's I go to the gold mine with a bunch of heavy hauling trucks and um, you know upgraded equipment and a company behind okay. me. You know that's kind yeah, of yeah the whole idea there there's a there's more sway okay 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 good i like that mm -hmm. that helps i think bridge the gap for me for both of those concepts um is your is your background computer science did you get a degree in computer science i don't have a degree okay but yes that's, that's your background <laughs> so i always uh so i went to i went to georgia tech and i had uh, my roommate was a computer science uh major and i just I, I really loved that a lot of people think computer science as being this very like kind of boring um, field, you know, just they think of them the same way they think of accountants, mm -hmm. um, just like crunching numbers or, you know, they think of just straight up bina binary code, you know, mm -hmm. zeros and ones. <laughs> um, but it's amazing how creative oh, yeah. computer science is in this, uh, specifically cryptos to me, proves how ridiculously creative computer science is. Because this is the, the entire creation of this ecosystem 
to me in its uh, real world application is just ridiculously creative. Mm -hmm. And all these new companies are starting to um, migrate and infiltrate into industries that really had no, um, no room for improvement for so many years. I mean, even the other day I heard of a adds um, honesty and transparency. Yeah. It adds Mm -hmm. honesty and transparency. And it also, it creates some niches that just like didn't even didn't exist in people's minds. I heard, I just heard of a a Grammy award uh, winning, um, um, musician, this artist named uh, Imogen Heap. And she is, uh, basically selling her Distrib- music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Licensing it on licensing it on using cryptocurrency. I think Monero maybe. It, Monero yeah. sounds very familiar. I there's, just there's learned about this. There's something about Monero is interesting. I love Monero. Monero is an anonymous coin by the way. Um, meaning that your your transactions are obfuscated. Yeah. Um, but there's something that m- musicians have been able to do with uh, licensing their their content on Monero, so that's that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, Monero is a good one. I like Monero a lot. Now, how many how many crypto uh, different types of cryptocurrencies are out there right now? Oh, there are thousands of tokens. At least tokens. you know, like okay. so you've got tokens and coins. Explain and, the difference. Well, a, a, tokens can be utility tokens, or they yeah. could be. Uh, tokens that like an ICO is distributed, ICO's initial coin offering, um, for those that don't know. Because when I hear token, I think of Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> right, I went in, right. I gave them my $20, I got a bunch of these little gold things stamped with Chuckie's face, and I can't use those anywhere but Chuck E. Cheese. Right, so not, not every token is like a full-fledged currency or yeah. has all the attributes of a cryptocurrency. But it has some attributed value. Yep, mm-hmm. it, but, and, 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 or, or is like a security, right? Yeah. So, um, you, if you see a, a company developing a business model using blockchain that you want to invest in, you might want to buy their token Yeah. and their token will be traded in the market and it may rise or fall in value based on how the market receives it. Right. So what gives, uh, just for a very broad, uh, question, what gives any of these coins or tokens worth any value, any value period? Well, I think it, it kind of goes back, you know, to mining. This is right? my mother-in-law it's, speaking it's to you right now. It's the faith that we put in Bitcoin, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and it's hard to really wrap your mind around that. But what, what gives the U.S. dollar any value? Exactly. <laughs> is, we print as much as we want of it. You know, we print as much as we want. You know, I was thinking about this too, and I was even explaining this to my my wife. I mean, where where is your cash right now? Where is my cash? That isn't in crypto, obviously, but it's in a like bank. In your bank account. You mean that, yes, that number, that number on the screen, SQL database. That yeah, my bank <laughs> holds for me. That my bank says uh, right. exists, but you know, we if we learn anything through the twentieth century, if everyone goes to the bank not all your money's going to be there, right? right? It's fractionally reserved. Yes, exactly. So, oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, I think... That, I oh, think it's, it's like money is... Um, well, okay, either Bitcoin is... Now, I, I would argue Bitcoin, by definition, is not a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Right? No. BitConnect, by definition, was a Ponzi scheme. It yeah. crashed, by the way. Yeah. Um, let's see what it's at, by the way. 
Um, BitConnect? BitConnect. It was a lending platform. Yeah. Um, that, that was advertised people on YouTube, you know, rope yeah. people in and, yeah. and, oh, you're going to, you know, compound your interest in Bitcoin. Yeah. We're going to use our trading bot to get uh, you more Bitcoin. So in it, and it's coin. Wherever there's something new, there's some scammer out there that's going to try to capitalize. Yeah. Of it. So it crashed the token that Bitcoin, you know, traded in the market, the yeah. cryptocurrency market was worth, you know, something around 200, almost $300, 250 crashed to $4. Oh, so, and, and nothing else has crashed like it. Yeah. But anyways, so that's a Ponzi scheme that imploded. So Bitcoin proper yeah. is either, you know, you, by definition, I would say it's not a Ponzi scheme, but if you want to call it a Ponzi scheme, well, money itself is a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Right? So and if we're going to use money, yeah, you know, we need to all agree on sound money. So, which I mean, crypto's and I, here and it's coming for fiat. It is. It absolutely is. I mean, and I don't, maybe, I wish I was more of a historian than I am, but if you look through the history of the U.S. dollar and how we have moved away from having an actual solid, tangible means of value behind it, you know, the gold standard, as we moved away from that and as we've had institutions um, like the Federal Reserve, as we've had um, more pushes and more demands on our economy or our dollar, um, as we've grown in debt, you see all of these different factors that are that push the currency in its value in in ways that really, at the end of the day, the only value that's attributed that can be attributed to is 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 the value that we, the faith that we put in it. Exactly. Right. And as the faith in America's economy goes internationally, so does the value of our dollar. Right. You know, it decreases as faith decreases. Um, and I think that's interesting in recognizing that because then it makes a system we, like Bitcoin not we see, so... We see it in hyperinflation, right? Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Right? Um, now, speaking of crashing, uh, Bitcoin's doing... or Well, Bitcoin, well, cryptos in general are going crazy a little bit, uh, at least in the end of January. And uh, things are ticking up a little bit more now, um, yeah, but did maybe we, not. Did we talk about where Bitcoin went or did we cut that? I don't, I think we cut it. So okay. let me, let's talk about that because I mean, you, you started getting in when it was in the couple hundred dollar range and then it's, it, I mean, it went off the, off the rails. Well, it, and then I it mean, went, it, it took a while. It did. Yeah. It took <laughs> a long time. I mean, before time. we got back to, I, I was, I was very excited when it got back around, you know, the 1200 mark, which is where, you yeah. know, in January, 2014, where it, it spiked up to. Um, that was the initial GPU mining craze, right? So everybody's yeah. mining with their graphics cards, Bitcoin. Yeah. Right. Now we use ASICs. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, and, and so it got kind of a stable value back around there, you know, a couple years later. So there was a big long bear market, um, which was great because it was consolidation, right? Yeah. And, um, but since then, you know, the market has exploded and we went up to 19, 20,000 on most exchanges and crashed, <laughs> crashed to uh, 6,000 or so. And uh, I did not short. Yeah. I hodled. You, that's, you, that's a hodl is an acronym. Yes. There's has, a lot of amazing acronyms that mm -hmm. I've learned about. What, tell, me, tell everybody what hodl, hodl is. Hold on for dear life. I, I think somebody in a forum posted like i'm gonna hold my bitcoin and they 
uh, switched the D and the L. And so it just became an acronym, hold on for dear life, because there, there is volatility. <laughs> yeah, there, it is volatile. I, the other one I really like is FUD, fear, yeah, uncertainty, FUD. and doubt. Uh, there's other, cause there's a couple other really good ones. I can't remember them off the top of my head though. Dang it. We'll probably run into them. <laughs> Dang it. So the market went, I mean, everybody I mean, everybody's, uh, coin holdings accrued in us dollar value. Right. I mean, a lot at the end of the year, I mean, I was looking back, um, through, um, uh, the exchanges, what their worth was January 1 of 20, uh, 2017 to, um, to January 1st of uh, 2018, it was gnarly. We're talking like some coins were having like uh, like 90,000% uh, or 9,000%, <laughs> 9,000 increases. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, there have been some crazy gains. Crazy gains. I mean, some people that became millionaires but they're, they're, overnight... A lot of them deserved. A lot of them, um, oh, like Verge would be an interesting example. Yeah, uh, Verge is a privacy coin, uh, smaller than Monero, but John McAfee tweeted about yeah. it or something, and then everybody traded it, and it went up. So there's some hype, um, but the, you have to be discerning. Yeah. Um, there, oh, there's, definitely. there's a lot of discernment. I, I think this is the era of money is speech, right? Or cryptos is our speech. And what I mean by that is that some of these are going to solve very big problems for yeah. us. Um, but are you, I'm <laughs> like, what, what, which ones do you hold, right? Yeah, I mean that's really the big question because if there are so many, um, and some I know that there are some people um, like myself, we see how much Bitcoin's at right now, and I've heard people tell me that Bitcoin's going to go to a million dollars, and I'm like, really? Is it going to? And maybe, maybe I'm, t maybe, maybe they're I just right. Don't know how long. I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Um, but then when you look at a coin like Bitcoin, that's worth you know, thousands of dollars and there's other coins or tokens out there that are worth like cents or a hundredth of a cent, um, for people that are wanting to get into crypto that, um, are worried that because of the volatility, the barrier of entry, yeah, like get exactly the, the barrier first. of entry is, mm -hmm. you know, it take me for example, when I started getting into cryptocurrency, um, I bought into Ethereum because to me, Bitcoin, I, I felt like it was a market that was, had already seen its rise and fall and was kind of starting to stable, stabilize out. You know, I thought the 20,000 was, was maybe the highest it was going to get to. And as it was kind of, you know, coming back into the stratosphere, it would slowly kind of balance out to maybe where it really is supposed to be. Um, but what's strange is it, it seems that there's the rule of thumb in cryptos that I've noticed is that you can't really expect what's happened in the past to happen again, but you also can't write it off. Um, and yeah. for folks that are coming in, some of these coins that are worth seven cents might seem um, like worthy investments because they're like, Oh, you know, if this one just even goes up to a dollar, well, um, my money is accrued value. But I, th I guess what I'm trying to get to it as far as the era of discernment is a lot of folks that have, that are coming in now and haven't been, 
tracking with um, the industry until this moment don't really know if they're getting into something that's worthy of their investment. Sure. And maybe Bitcoin is the most worthy of their investment, but the the scare of the vault or, or how much it's worth and that you're only getting a fraction of a Bitcoin yeah. maybe isn't worth getting into when I can own a whole coin or thousands of coins from this other, you know. Well, these are the early days, right? Yeah. And Bitcoin has the brand rec- recognition, right? It does. Bitcoin is the benchmark for the net, for the market. Yeah. Um, Bitcoin is going to be coveted. People are going to want it. Um, which, you know, we talked about forks and how you can copy it and you can have that same monetary policy, but yeah. I, I, you're not, they're not going to be able to, or there, there won't be forks forever is what I'm trying to yeah. say. There's not going to be this ad infinitum ability to replicate Bitcoin success. There's, there's going to yeah. be, you know, a kind of a evening out. And by evening out, evening out, I don't mean price. I think the price is going to go up for a while. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like. It, How high do you it, think Bitcoin will go? You want me to make a price prediction? Yeah. You know, I won't be surprised if it hits 100000 this year. Really? Interesting. Yeah, I definitely I, I think. Can... I think we'll go up to a certain point before yeah. that. I think we'll crash again, probably down to the this previous resistance which was 20,000. Yeah. I think it'll hit that and go back up. So do you that's think when we'll see the really high numbers? So you would say you still think Bitcoin is worth um yeah. investors getting into. Um it, you know, I like that you said kind of Ponzi scheme earlier because I think a lot of people view cryptocurrency a little bit what, as maybe, a Ponzi scheme, as a Ponzi scheme, and maybe not in the concept of this. You know, a Ponzi scheme is I'm gonna get so and so in, and they're gonna get so and so in. But the idea of a Ponzi scheme is is that as more people get in, there's less really for the people at the bottom, yeah. and the people are that the ones at the top um, are the ones that are reaping all the benefits. Well, and it's not because of the transparency, right? Yes. So you can the the fact that you can scrutinize the transactions you can you can see where the value lies and and everybody owns their own um mm-hmm. crypto the you know fun, their own the fungibility of yeah. each you know bitcoin so interesting this is getting me thinking about my own portfolio what <laughs> i should be doing with it um it does seem that this is just at least in the past um in the past two months, I've seen, it, it seems that the percentage of volatility for Bitcoin, either in the po- the positive or the negative, seems to be a bit more than uh, Ethereum has been um, in the past month, at least. Like every day I'll hmm. open up my phone and I'll go to my, you know, Coinbase app and, you know, I'll be able to see where, um, like, you know, yeah. what the percentage. I see, um, I see the the price of Ethereum right now is healthy. Yeah. I guess I could say the same Do for you, Bitcoin because we just had a healthy correction, but it, yeah, because Bitcoin's back now as of right now, it's at uh, 11,400. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been ticking back up from that low number, which what was the lowest you around said earlier? 6,000 around 6,000. 
Um, that would have been really hard to. to and Ethereum buy hasn't. That dip though. Oh yeah, yeah. Ethereum hasn't picked back up. I think when um, when I started when it got on my radar, Ethereum was at like twelve hundred dollars mm-hmm. a coin. Now it's at nine. It's at nine forty seven. It went down to seven hundred, and then um, made its way back up. Bitcoin. Uh, I'm sorry. Ethereum seems to like that point oh nine, I think point one Bitcoin range. Yeah. Um, I think that's where we're at right now. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something that, um, uh, if, if you trade in the space, you trade in Satoshis, Yeah. which is basically Bitcoin denominated value. A Satoshi is like the eighth death, eighth decimal place Bitcoin. Yeah. Right. Um, I want to say that's eighth. It's, it's whatever the, the smallest, uh, increment increment of a Bitcoin. So, um, do you think, you th- do you think any of the other kind of name, I'll call them name brands cause they, a little, uh, you know, at least some of these, um, big cryptos seem to be kind of like, um, the targets, the Walmarts, the, you know, there's plenty of other little shops out there where you can buy knickknacks, but yeah. Let's be honest. Target and Walmart are going to rule the world. You know, they're the ones in that. So to, when I when I think of Bitcoin, um, I think of it kind of in that Walmartish. And that's a terrible analogy, <laughs> but you're getting what I'm saying. That, the Walmart, and that is the one everybody knows of that name, that name brand. Yeah. Do you think that Ethereum has the same potential, it, or Bitcoin has, Cash, Ethereum or Ethereum has a good brand? Okay. Um, to if we want to go down to Bitcoin cash, yeah, I think the history is, well, the history with all of these is kind of important now. Um, cause Bitcoin cash is now, well, it's worth more than Ethereum. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at coin market cap right now. Okay. And, um, I'm, I'm going to skip ripple. I don't like ripple. Uh, <laughs> Bitcoin cash is, um, well, okay. So there, there was a big debate. In how to and when scale. you say coin market cap, that's a website. Coinmarketcap.com. Uh, it, it may not be the uh, place to go in the future. Yeah, there are other websites that track the the market caps of all these coins, but most people rely on coinmarketcap.com. So, um, yeah, as I'm looking down the list here, we've got Bit- Bitcoin and then Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash. Um, is taking a different strategy to scaling the network. Okay. So Bitcoin Cash forked from Bitcoin and increased the block size, the the size of the blocks for the transactions. And Bitcoin um, is implementing a technology called SegWit, Segregated Witness, which separates the signature data from the blocks themselves. So it goes into like a separate witness or data stream, so to speak. So that's brief on what segregated witnesses and, and it's been implemented in the form of a soft fork, right? So maybe explain the difference between a soft fork and a hard fork. Well, okay. Bitcoin has to most um, people forks are just things you eat. (laughs) Bitcoin has these things called BIPs or Bitcoin improvement proposals. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you know what GitHub is, GitHub is a, um, um, platform for like, um, 
Uh, by the way, <laughs> I love asking you questions because I've seen your mind work over there, right. and that you're I'm like, trying to figure you're out. like, it, 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 it's oh. Nobody I, knows I what GitHub like, is. Yeah, you're, you're, you're like, you're like, okay. In order to explain this concept, I have to explain three other concepts, <laughs> which also take four other concepts to explain. Well, okay, so, so maybe maybe you don't even have to answer my question if it's going to go too deep down the rabbit hole. It, yeah, well, I mean, GitHub is basically where um, projects go to um, to die. No, to 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 develop their code, right? So okay. it, you know, like it, it's a. Um, it, it's a way to submit, they call them commits. Like if I, if I improve a code on, on a project, this is beyond cryptocurrencies, right? Yeah. You know, you, you go to GitHub and you can collaborate and, and develop and iterate on your code basically. So it's like community. That right. Can. Right. So, um, Bitcoin, uh, has, has implemented segregated witness in that the nodes themselves have agreed to run this code. Okay. And um, before that happened, Bitcoin Cash decided, or the people behind Bitcoin Cash decided, well, we just want bigger blocks. Okay. And Bitcoin has been hitting like its transaction threshold. Like it was not scaling. And so, so there's a threshold. And how does that affect, um, how does that threshold affect um, transactions? Um, is it? Well, so, I mean, uh, Bitcoin had two megabyte blocks. Okay. And, and that was how um, it was originally coded. And, and that block has to be verified or validated before a new block can be created. Correct? Right. So, um, and, and the, but the size of the blocks can kind of wrap up more transactions. Yeah. Um, in, in the white paper, Satoshi talked about the idea of increasing the block size. Um, but as time went on, it was kind of assumed that it would require a fork in order to do that. Now he, he imagined that there would be a consensus around that. Yeah. And basically it would get too big for itself. It right, would have so to that's fork. where the, the, the scaling debate kind of came about, um, is how do we do this? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So to my next question, which I, uh, shared with you earlier, um, for somebody just hopping into cryptocurrency, they're like, okay, I have a glimpse that this is the future and I think it's worth my hard-earned American dollars. <laughs> Where do you recommend for somebody who doesn't have the um, technical background um, in this field and knowing how it has evolved and how it's grown mm -hmm. and what that has to say about the, its future where would you say that they should put? So, so like, do you buy Bitcoin or yeah. Bitcoin Cash? Do you, do you do you buy Bitcoin? Do you buy Bitcoin Cash? We uh, I, I, we mentioned earlier. I mentioned earlier Light, Litecoin, which yeah, um, people we, we hadn't talked about or Ethereum or Ethereum Classic. Everybody loves Litecoin right now. By the way, um, interesting. Yeah, Litecoin's been around for a while since twenty <laughs> since twenty thirteen. Yeah, early days, and Litecoin, um, unlike the Bitcoin Cash fork. Yeah. Well, Litecoin was a fork of Bitcoin's code base, but okay. it did not fork the blockchain. Okay. So the history was not forked. And the, the mining algorithm was changed to something called script. And the monetary supply is greater. So it's 84 million versus 21. 21. That's big. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a little bit about Litecoin. But um, as for, well, to answer your question, yeah. where, where should you go? I, I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah. I, I know there's 
there's history. There's actually kind of rich history now too with all of the stuff. And, um, and there's, you know, a little bit different take on, you know, how these currencies should work with each yeah. project. So a little research goes a long way. Um, and it doesn't hurt to have a diverse portfolio. Yeah. I do recommend branching out. I, I recommend buying things that are like Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, things that have that sound policy. Um, look at the market cap, look at the circulating supply. If there's, you know, like a huge circulating supply without much backing behind the project, you might not want to invest in it. Um, and you know, safe bets are in kind of the top market cap area as well. Um, so, you know, there's kind of some guidelines there. Um, there's stuff that you will like. I mean, there's stuff that people like that, that, I mean, you've bought yeah. Tron. I don't yeah. have any Tron. Um, yeah. and, and you know, projects like that. And, and do I think Tron will be successful? Maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. Tron's an interesting concept. Tron it's, it's is trying to be a very like new internet, uh, but a lot of, a lot of these projects are trying to yeah, do that. Too. A lot of these, pro I mean, it, Tron, it's a protocol and, and the protocols are also like something that's an underlying, um, like protocol yeah. is, is, is a good investment now. And, and so when people ask, well, what, which ones are the protocols, which ones are yeah. Ethereum is a protocol. And if I'm an ICO, if, if I have, what would be a good example of an ICO? Um, well, I have a few in my head, but I don't, I don't want to give people, you know, the, the, keys to the hovercraft yeah i guess so yeah, yeah. I, I do i do i want to give everyone the keys to the hovercraft but yeah it's you know <laughs> to each his own right yeah um but you know all the projects on top of ethereum are what give ethereum value yeah that's how okay. i put it that makes sense yeah i think tron is a. um and tron's not on top of ethereum no it's a tron own project tron is its own project I got into Tron really just based off of recommendation from uh, a friend who made an unholy amount of money <laughs> last year on uh, in uh, crypto. This is a very wealthy individual who put hundreds of thousands of dollars in and made, Buku. like I said, an ungodly amount of money and uh, and gave some recommendations. But you know, from what we've learned too. It, it didn't necessarily take a rocket scientist to make money last year because it, the, the market grew in such a way that some folks that just were throwing their money in lots of different, let's just say the water rose in a lot of different places for a lot yeah. of different people. Oh yeah, it did. Um, and but, it'll probably happen again. Yeah. Oh yeah. There, there's a lot of momentum. Oh, absolutely. The, I mean, Bit, when Bitcoin pulled back here recently, a lot of things evened out. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, it's interesting. I watched a lot of different um, coins, how they performed and some, some surprises were, I mean, like I think as Bitcoin was crashing, Neo shot up like yes, nothing else. 
I saw that. I actually um, bought some Neo and sold it when mm. it was when it went at its top. So I actually oh, so you did good. Okay, yeah. right on. So I made I made a little bit of money off of Neo, and I ended up putting it into something else. Let's be careful though, because um, they're yes, you know, there are greater fools out there. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. I you mean, know, you it, don't you don't want to be the greater fool, right? No, but, I mean, and then that's where I think the the concept of hodling comes from mm-hmm. too. It's like you don't want to sell something that seems like a good thing that's doing really well right now. Um, but you don't want to buy the top. But you also don't want to buy the top. It, it, it's such an interesting. I don't think I've ever seen a uh, a system of uh, like of things that have differing values. That's not the stock market. Mm-hmm. That feels so much like the stock market in so well, many this ways. Well, this is this is the new Main Street, man. Yeah, like the, you know, it's true. It, it's it, this is where all the Main Street money is yeah. going. Yeah. So, so. For somebody who's and, still well, a, for that matter, Wall Street itself. I mean, the the I didn't even talk about the um, the derivatives. You know, the the CME futures and the CBOE. Yeah, which is recent news. I mean, this is what brought the price up so high. Yeah. It's all the institutional money getting in. Yes, I would love to talk about that because even to me, that is another selling factor on why crypto is the future. Because why would some of this corporate money be coming in if it didn't expect returns? Yeah. You know? Well, what's interesting about it, though, in my opinion, you know, you have these CME futures that just came out. And if, for those that don't know, this CME is the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Um, that they, they made a cash settled market for Bitcoin, which takes no delivery on Bitcoin. Hmm. You, you you trade an option for Bitcoin or, yeah. well, it's not CME's the, the CBOE is the options and yeah. then CME is, is like a futures contract. But, um, these guys are, are trading Bitcoin on paper, which in effect drives the market up because, you know, the people who are really trading with yeah. their dollar, you have to trade at the same price. So it brings the spot price up higher, but there was no delivery on all these coins. So, you know, somehow they were able to implement shorts and it brought the market back down. Um, it's really interesting now that we have this, some people say that it adds, uh, more, um, value value. Well, yeah, more legitimacy to Bitcoin. I I would, I would agree in some some ways. And it does. But I, to me, the, the whole notion is a little bit absurd because I think that if you're going to trade something, you should be able to take delivery on it because not everybody who trades, you know, the, 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 the rehypothecation of Bitcoin, when you, when you keep adding more and more trading volume, not everybody's going to be able to get a Bitcoin. Yeah. And I, yeah, it'll drive the price up, but you know, I, I don't think that we want to have, uh, that much greed in the market yeah. it's gonna true it, it could harm a lot of people so i'm yeah i'm weary greed also helps out in a lot of uh, you know uh, i guess if you read like th- this is what's weird too crypto is changing the market or changing the game mm-hmm. in so many ways um uh, there's have you ever uh, have you heard of the um uh the weinstein brothers um um w- one of them is eric weinstein and then uh, uh, Brett Weinstein. They're they're basically these. Uh, one of them's a college professor, um, and uh, the other brothers. Uh, I think he's a um, um, a evolutionary biologist. But they've kind of found this weird market in 
podcast mm. talking about okay. the way that the world works and kind of uh, both of them were part of this thing called, um, I think, Game Game B, which was like coming up with 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 these like theoretical economic algorithms for how could you create something new that operated in the same rules, the basic rules of, of the real world that could also um, influence uh, influence the real world in different, uh, in different ways. At least that was my understanding of it. And I kind of see cryptocurrency doing that. It's, it's operating in a way that's familiar, but it's also pioneering ways that are not familiar at all, completely new, new ground, breaking, breaking ground in new areas that are also challenging the system. It's just a fascinating yeah. uh, world. I, I, I feel like people are like itching for an example. Yeah. And it's funny how examples come to mind, but maybe power ledger would be a good example okay. of that. Are, are yeah. you familiar with power? I'm ledger? not familiar with power ledger. It's, it's a, um, idea for like, uh, it's basically crypto backed electricity bills. Like, Oh, you, interesting. You, you can like in Australia, they're using it. Um, yeah, it's, it's like, it's just like power on the blockchain. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. See, so yeah, I mean, I'd be interested to see. I, I feel like that blockchain is becoming this like point of singularity in like 15 years. We won't remember or people won't remember like what it was like to not have everything on a blockchain. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like it, I, I think we're, it's, we're living in the future. Yeah, we are definitely living in the future. Um, people just don't know yet. <laughs> people just don't know yet. Oh gosh. What was my original point though about this, uh, uh game B stuff? Um, yeah, I was saying uh, back to greed, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, if you've ever read any books on economics, like Tom- Thomas Sowell's basic economics come to mind and Thomas Sowell really makes the case that greed in many ways is actually great for the market Yeah, because what greed, greed yeah, what greed does is it basically creates urgency mm-hmm. that affects value, right? You know, if, if there's a shortage of corn in Iowa and some guy in Nebraska can get corn there faster than the guy in, you know, Texas, then whoever's greedier is going to make, or if the guy from Texas is greedier, he's going to find a way to get his corn there. Hmm. So, you know, greed in many ways um, is good for the market. But, you know, I think also coming at it from the Christian perspective, uh, greed is also a a negative attribute (laughs) in many ways. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm fascinated by how the system is evolving and kind of creating these new markets um, that have wealth attributed to it. Um, did you ever see that movie, The Big Short? Yeah. That was a fascinating film. Except I, I think the, um, the real wolf on Wall Street. <laughs> oh, yeah. He hates Bitcoin. The, oh, yeah, he does hate Bitcoin. <laughs> There's a lot. Okay, explain <laughs> to me this. Why do all these people that, uh, I think Ted Turner, is he, isn't he uh, somebody? Uh, I don't know about Ted Turner. I mean, I don't or, know. Not, I mean, not Ted Turner. Um, gosh, there's another big name. Who's like, it's just trash. I can't forget. Peter Schill? Maybe Schiff. it's Peter. Yeah, Schiff. Peter. Maybe it's Peter, <laughs> Peter Schiff. I called him Peter Schiff. <laughs> Peter Schiff. I think Peter Schiff uh, is a Bitcoin hater. Well, no, Peter Schiff. I, I've heard him talk. and he, Well, I mean, he's not he's not really too hot in cryptocurrencies. But he, he does have ideas about like the economy and where real yeah. wealth should go. Yeah. 
Um, and so I, I've seen him debate a bit, and it's interesting. Um, Your boy Elon Musk loves uh, cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah. Or he likes it. Yeah, he likes I, it. I hear that. I say your boy knowing that uh, we ha- we're going to have to have a conversation about Elon Musk. About Starman? Oh, yes, about oh. Starman and, and uh, uh, Gandalf the Grey, a.k.a. Elon Musk. We might uh, really like we rustle got, some feathers here if we, we start might, talking about Starman. I, <laughs> we might rustle some feathers. Uh, we'll save that conversation for another day. Uh, but there are some interesting people that uh, have made a killing uh, in, in, you know, in the market that have some... Uh, negative opinions about um yeah well i mean that's incentivized right i mean there's got to be that's true like there there has to be like the staunchly adamant opposition you know or else i mean the the whole idea will not be tested (laughs) absolutely there has to be the fire underfoot in order for Bitcoin really to be successful or a successful experiment, right? Because so many people think, you know, this is the technically the biggest financial experiment ever, but it is at least the most uh, costly financial experiment ever. But yeah, I mean, I I even think back to uh, the Wright brothers uh, pioneering flight aviation. Mm. You know, there's people, there was naysayers in their time that said, you know, who in the world would trust a device to carry them thousands of feet in the air. And I mean, my goodness, <laughs> yeah. that's life now, right? Yeah. It's safer to be in an airplane than a vehicle. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think that opposition is necessary um, in many ways to, to really pushing the, um, pushing it to where it could go. Yeah. Man, we've talked about a lot. Um, I, yeah. What do you think? I think I want to talk about, um, like securing your cryptocurrency. Yes. Let's definitely talk about that because I think that's, that's even where I'm at as uh, somebody who's invested in a cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Um, the next step is making sure that that investment is secure. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you can, you can do a number of things. You can get that there are desktop wallets, right? Yeah. Um, the Which whole, are basically offline. Yeah. A lot of, you know, there are, well, there are wallets, well, it depends. I mean, certain blockchains you have to sync up with in order to yeah. use the wallet and do transactions, yeah. right? But if if you want to cold store your Bitcoin yeah, or whatever, you, a lot of, um, well, I'm not going to say a lot of, pretty much everything you can get. Uh, you can go as basic as having a, a paper wallet, yeah, which is basically a printout of your private key and your public key or public address and private key. Yeah. Um, paper wallets are good. You can put them in a safe. Yeah. I recommend, um, mnemonic seeds. Okay. Explain that. Which is the idea of storing like a 12 word or 24 word, um, like a list of words. You can memorize it or you can write it down. So I, I store my cryptocurrency in my head. Yeah. Believe it or not. <laughs> I, I walk around, I, it, it dies with me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so mnemonic seeds are good. You can derive multiple private keys from them. Okay. Which is cool. So you could have one key mm-hmm. that would open up. Now, but there are hardware devices too, right? Yeah. So you've got Trezor yeah. and you've got Ledger Nano. Okay. Um, what would be a, so what would be the, one Those that are the two recommend? big ones, the, the Trezor and Ledger Nano S. There's KeepKey. There's a couple. Um, I have... 
several trezors. Um, trezor, that's T-R-E-Z-O-R, right? Yep, correct. Mm-hmm. Trezor.io, I believe. So I like their product. It's really good. Um, and Ledger Nano is good as well. I, I think that the, um, the populace is kind of flipped on that. Like a lot of people like the uh, Ledger Nano a little bit more than, well, I mean, there's probably more customers of the Ledger Nano than Trezor right now. Yeah. Um, but they're both great. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Trezor um, primarily for just Bitcoin? They have others. I think Ledger Nano has a few more okay. assets on it. Um, but Explain to me why, this is just me even asking, not necessarily me asking for listeners, but why is it that some of these devices you can't store altcoins, alternative coins? Um, you Okay, so I, I can say for one, on Trezor, I've got, or you have, they support Bitcoin, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin Gold, Dash, Zcash, Ethereum, all ERC-20 tokens, Ethereum Classic, and I think I'm missing something. So it's a lot, but, actually. Yeah, okay. quite a bit. Um, but and, I'm not, I guess I'm not putting my and, Tron on it. <laughs> not on a Trezor. I, I do, Ledger Nano might. Okay. I, but Tron's very new. Um, and, um, but most of the stuff that's been around for a while, you, you can back up with, um, a Trezor or, you know, your, your recovery seed, the recovery seed, the, the 12 or 24 words yeah, directly integrates with a Trezor. Okay. So, so you, you would can make restore your device. You can put a pin on it okay, and then you can restore the device with it. So they're great. Um, so that 24 is, I guess it's just 24 characters. Words. Words. Mm-hmm. Um, do the, you make them list, up? The, it's all derived from a list of 2048 words. So it's okay. like having an alphabet that's 2048 characters long. Except it's it's um, multiplying entropy every time you add a word. Oh, so wow. You, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. hashing all of the words before. Yeah, it so it's near impossible. So it's too. basically like walking out onto a beach, picking up a grain of sand, and then that grain of sand is like... Your key. Well, no, that grain of sand is a whole other world with a bunch of other beaches. Oh, and yeah, then yeah. you pick up another grain of sand. And that's the likelihood of someone picking your private key. Oh, I see. I see. I see what you're saying. Okay. Um, so you'd recommend users getting a um, an offline... Well, there's a couple... You, yeah, you, well, it's storing your cryptos st- offline. Storing their cryptos you're, offline. You, and, and that's a crazy concept. Isn't this stuff all online? Yeah. <laughs> Explain to me how, how that's even possible. So how, what are they actually storing? You're, you're securing a place on the ledger. Okay. Right. So if you, if you store Bitcoin in, a, in an address and everything we've talked to up the same, we've probably said Bitcoin a million times, right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, Bitcoin and, and so on, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but you're securing a place on the ledger. You are, um, basically locking away your key. It's like putting your gold in the safe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And a big advantage of that would, I mean, there, there have been some hacks there. Um, most of the hacks, like if you look at the parity wallet hack on Ethereum, yeah, these are exploits in smart contracts. Ah, okay. Um, most, uh, certainly you could say that the underlying fundamental idea of having a wallet and securing it with a private key, you can't really hack that. You can, you can hack into someone's computer 
yeah and or install malware and you can eavesdrop and you can try to collect somebody's seed if you know if they are um you know not practicing good security that those are certainly you know hacks or ransomware you know like the hospitals that got ransomed for bitcoin yeah there's stuff in the news about that there's all kinds of stuff that's happened but bitcoin still exists because it's fundamental uh technology has not been infiltrated it's not breached yeah. there's not been you know something that's been a threat to bitcoin yeah and you could talk about 51 percent attacks on on the network where you know all the miners take over but that's that's ludicrous the computer hardware doesn't exist yeah you'd have yeah. to build you'd have to invent some kind things. of you know proprietary silicone that no one has ever seen yeah You'd have to be an alien. Yeah. But if it was a gift from aliens anyways, maybe uh, maybe they're just they're just uh, making sure, they're letting it grow to a point uh, where they can hop back in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> Ray's like, no comment. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, cool. They, so They would also drain everybody's bank account. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Bitcoin probably the last thing the aliens would worry about. They'd want to take over our resources and our water. And well, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's how they do it. Maybe. maybe All right, let's <laughs> um, When you control the smart I'm seeing a Ridley Scott film. Uh, uh, I'm seeing a Bitcoin being integrated into the, the Alien uh, trilogy somehow. <laughs> I mean, have you seen it? I'm pretty sure they would have already. I, I think they've touched on it. I think really? that Wayland Industries is oh, Wayland, already running right. on the blockchain. That's right, they're Wayland's <laughs> on the blockchain. Oh my gosh. I love those movies, by the way. Yeah. They're so great. Um, okay, so let's see. We've talked about the origins, uh, kind of the uh, the origins of cryptocurrency. We've talked about um, kind of the history of some of these different coins. Um, we've talked about the market in general. Um Probably a lot more to talk about. Gosh, there's so much more to talk about. I'm sure after we visit, I'm sure after we've uh, finished this, listen back through, there'll be so many more things to talk about. Um, gosh, well, is there anything else that we could um, discuss before we call cl- this conversation to a close? By the way, I told uh, Ray this as well. Uh, I really feel like this is kind of an ongoing conversation um, into this world because it, it is so dense and it's constantly evolving at such a high frequency that. It almost it, it absolutely merits revisiting. Um, plus, I you know I'm selfishly I'm I want to keep talking about cryptocurrency because <laughs> my, my money's in it. Um, but what do you think would be a good um, maybe linchpin for this conversation? What are you thinking? I'm not sure. Hmm. I'm trying to think of the questions that I'd originally thought of. If my mother-in-law was I, here, I'd like to know she... what kind of questions people have. Yeah, but ooh, so maybe what we can do, we can plug here is we'd love for if you're listening to this and um, you've made it through this entire episode and you are interested in learning more about cryptocurrency or you have a question that has come about from this um, this conversation, you can email us. You can email. I'm gonna if. Um, I can even if you send them somewhere your direction too, if you'd like. Yeah. Um, we have an email address. It's info at the generalist podcast.com. 
you can always send us any question and we always will forward them to the relevant where the request is being directed at. And Ray, where would you like if people did want to reach out? Let's let's do that. And maybe next week I'll or next time I'll plug my Twitter or okay. something like that. Cool. I, I think for now. That's let's, perfect. Let's let the, the podcast get all the, the okay. questions. In. Yeah. Okay. So send us your questions. And if you Jonathan um, will just shoot them to me. So yeah, I can shoot them over to Ray. And, um, and he can give his, uh, much more articulated and, um, um, better answer, wiser answer than I could possibly do. Um, I'm trying to think of what my, what were my mother-in-law's original questions? Cause I think this is just, maybe we could rapid fire these. If you have like, uh, this could be a terrible idea and crash and burn. <laughs> but if you had to rapid fire, like you're sitting at the table with my mother-in-law and here are the, her questions, um, Let's do that. Let's see if you can. I'm going to, now I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm putting you on the spot here. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put, I'm going to have like a, my stopwatch. I'm going to say you have like a minute to try to answer this question. Uh, each question. I'll give you like three questions. Okay. So the first one is here. Let's make it with a stopwatch, not the timer. What is Bitcoin? Bitcoin is a peer to peer cash system functioning on a, Oh man, this that that clock is. <laughs> <taking>. <laughs> you got this. Okay. I believe in you. All right, so it's peer-to-peer digital cash, and it uses um, a blockchain, which is essentially a consensus-based ledger that is agreed upon by mounds and mounds of computer power. Okay, that's Good. Bitcoin. There and you can use it and you can send money to people. Real real money, real currency that may be worth more than, well... The US dollar. It's definitely worth more than the US dollar already, but you know what I mean? 30 seconds. Okay, here we go. Here's the next question. Um, how does Bitcoin... Why does it even have value? Because I say it has value <laughs> and a lot of other people say it has value <laughs> and a lot of kilowatts of electricity is backing it and arguably precious metals because well don't directly back it but you're going to see a market where they're traded interesting interesting so there's multiple venues for mm -hmm. value okay 27 transparency seconds. transparency did you did that in 30 seconds okay that's great okay here's my last here's my my last one that i remember my mother-in-law actually asked me how do I know it's not going to all just crash down to zero? You don't. <laughs> that was under three seconds. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Awesome. Well, Ray, that's really all I can think of right now. Um, is there any, any final things you wanted to say or anything? No. It's, nice. It's a good stopping place. Good. Uh, well, cool, man. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation My with pleasure. me. My pleasure. And I look forward to uh, having another one sometime soon. I look forward to it. Cool. Well, thank you everybody for listening. And if you have any questions, again, you can please shoot them along uh, our way to info at thegeneralistpodcast.com. And remember, that's generalists with an S. Um, and uh, join back with us. And I think we're going to do another episode next week when James feeling a little better. And um, I think we're going to do an interview with somebody that James is bringing to the table. So um, stay tuned for that and shoot us your emails and your questions and we'll shoot them along 
to Ray and keep an ear out too for when we have Ray back on to talk about cryptocurrency. Thanks so much.